podcast. What about that? We got the jingle going properly at the start of the podcast. Yo, technophobes learning every week is a school week. Every day is a school day. I don't go to school because I'm 31. Suck it. But no, seriously though, that must sound better. At last, uh, eight weeks into the weird podcast, I finally got some remnants of control, some sort of knowledge of software, some sort of knowledge of recording equipment, the internet, the stratosphere, the world wide web. Whoa, let me just take a moment. My mind is blown. Technology. Anyway, welcome to episode eight of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Each week we're learning, we're getting better here, guys. So Lord knows by like the next couple of weeks, Elon Musk is going to be shitting himself because Elliot Musk, the big dog, Papa Bear, Papino, rawr, he's coming for him. Space dude, future time traveler, guy, whatever. But anyway, Elon Musk, if you do listen, for sure come on the podcast and tell us about some of your weird shit you're getting up to because you're definitely not a, a, a normal dude. But anyway, what a week. I've had a, had a pretty good week this week. Not too weird, apart from what I got up to last night, which is so weird. Um, sounds a bit dodgy. It isn't, I assure you. But I will, I'll fill you in in due course as to what exactly that was. A lot of gigs this week. So if you're tuning in uh, wanting to hear some weird stuff, you know, you'll get to that. But if you're tuning in looking to hear about some stand-up, you get that too. We'll start off with that. Um, three gigs this week. On Monday night, I did the Pavilion. Tuesday night, Live at the Sunflower for BBC Radio Ulster. Wednesday night, Lavery's Comedy Club. Um, all in all, enjoyed them in all different ways. Monday night at the Pavilion, was it a good gig? No, it wasn't. Was it my fault? No, it wasn't. Was it the audience's fault? Don't like to criticise audiences because by crack. Yes, it was. Totally, 100% their fault. But hey... It's weird when that happens. You go up, you have a good set prepared. If you turn up, I was using Monday as a way to run some material for Live at the Sunflower on Tuesday, which is a, a recording for the radio. So you can't really be a cheeky boy. You can't really swear too much. You can't really be too vulgar. So we have to try and run some things, work them over a little bit and deliver them in such a way whereby they'll get put in the radio. So I tried that and also wanted to work over some stuff from a show on Sunday, um, the 26th. So I went there. Did my bit, went up on stage. First of all, the MC, George Firehorse, the resident MC of the pavilion, went up, did his thing, trying to get the crowd warmed up. He was giving them gold, but they didn't want gold. They were not interested in that. I didn't know what they were out for that night, but they didn't want what he was giving them. So there's a group of lads, the very front row, and he was like chatting to them, being like, oh, what do you do? And the first guy responds with, oh, which isn't, an appropriate answer to that question. Oh, so mate, what do you do? Oh, he's like, right, okay. Asked a couple of others, and strangely enough, a lot of them went, oh, oh, sort of morphed into little baby lambs during it. Like, Smicks do that. If you notice, they go, oh, I mate. So then he eventually got one of them, and he's like, I'm a student. He's like, right, okay, what do you study? And he goes, construction. He's like, right, okay. So I'm watching this going on, open and act of the night. I'm like, I know, I'll have some banter with these lads. I'll see how they like it. All wearing the matching tracksuits. They're going to be my kind of crew. You know what I mean? That's what that's what I'm into. They're they're my boys. I'm thinking they're going to love this. So walk on, give them a bit of banter. I'm like, oh, you lads all dressed the same, wearing the tracksuits. 
you can barely speak, mate. I and you're in construction. I know what you are, guys. Bonfire builders. Always wonder what the bonfires builders did off season. <laughs> Silence. Din, 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 din. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Although the vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sounds of silence that's what it did. They they also didn't react to that particular song. Should have given them the disturbed version. So see how they would have reacted to that. But no, they they didn't like it. And I had to continue to do another ten minutes of material to a room. Which to be fair, I am um, getting more of a response from this room I'm in at the minute, which is me in my living room on my own on a Saturday morning at like half seven. So. Shows you what sort of room it was. Well, anyway, I worked through the material. I said what I had to say. I got the words out of my mouth and I came off and I was happy with how I delivered it. You know, sometimes people don't want the gift. And, you know, if you come down a chimney with a bag full of gifts and you offer people gifts and they don't want it, you just pop that right back into your sack, travel somewhere else and deliver the gifts to people that do want it. And you know what? People at the Sunflower wanted my gifts. It was brilliant fun. Went up, um, did a set which I had to sort of tone down a little bit. I'm not normally that rude or vulgar a stand-up, but when I need to go there, I'll go there. Do you know what I mean? But on the Sunflower, I dulled it down a bit, and it worked. It was a great audience, really receptive, really enjoyed the stuff. Tried a couple of new bits that are, is going to be in my show on the 26th, it's 30 Years of Dave, that I wasn't 100% happy with last time I did. I've worked them out. I'm feeling good. I'm buzzing for the show. And then Wednesday, Lavery's Comedy Club. What can you say? Constantly, that place is great. You know, um, a lot of people who maybe aren't aficionados of stand-up and aren't really too knowledgeable of the scene, but take a wee notion, are like, hmm, I'd like to go and see some stand-up comedy. Where's there to go? And then, no doubt, there'll be an older person who'll go, maybe you should try out The Empire, mate. And you'll go, Ah, oh, the Empire of Comedy. I mean, every Tuesday since 1904. You go, all right, sweet. So then they'll go down the Empire and they'll watch some acts who will probably be brought from England or from down south somewhere who, you know what, probably aren't really all that well known for people who don't know stand-up. So they'll go there and they'll go, don't know who this guy is, not got really much I can relate to here, but... The Empire, so it's an alright night. You know, they'll probably go stand-up comedy's grand. Very rarely anyone local on there, so if you're wanting to see something good, something local, something funny, something contemporary, get yourself to Lavery's. I'm telling you now, it's the best comedy club in the country at the minute. It's a great audience, constantly, and I can't say enough positive about it. You know, outside of Belfast, the best place to gigs open, in my opinion, but... You know, if we could bring a Lavery show, that vibe to Oma sometime, geez, that would blow minds. That would be a 10 out of 10 experience. Whoa. But, yeah, it was brilliant. And I got the headline there, which was nice as well. So they, they took that well. It was good. good night. And then now I'm rolling on to 
my own show. I'm sure if you listen to the podcast, you're sick of me talking about this by now. But hey, there's literally a week and a day to go. So tickets, believe it or not, are actually moving really well now. I'm hoping to have the place sold out next Sunday night. So if you want to come to the show, um, don't be like hanging about and coming down on the on the Sunday hoping to get in um, because the tickets are moving quick. So if you want to come and see me, go on any of my social media pages. I've got links to the show on that or go on theblackbox.com, type in Dave Elliott, 30 Years of Dave and get your tickets for £7. Do you know, £7 is like... You can you can like buy a nice you can can't even buy a nice bottle of like mineral water like you know those those waters with vitamins and all in them you can barely buy them for seven quid now but you can come and watch me for over an hour I'm gonna do longer than an hour because I'm gonna add some bits to the last time I did the show and I've got an opening act who I like I don't want to say who it is but if you listen to Boytown you'll know it's Aaron McCann and he's brilliant as well so. Um, get down and check out the show Black Box website for tickets Bring your friends, get down, let's make a night of it I'll go for pints with you after too So, you know, do you want that info But it's happening, so I'm, I'm buzzing for it But yeah, the weird, the weird Thing I got up to this week Was Night golf Yeah, you heard that right Golf at night Um, We went and played golf in the pitch black, I, I sort of thought night golf, there'll be floodlights. Nope. What they basically do is like plug in lights along the fairway and on the greens and stuff. And it looks kind of like like a runway of an airport at night. And to be fair, it's, you know, it was something for me to be out in the dark with other lads in bushes and not be, like, doing something dodgy, you know, normally if I was in that scenario, I'd be dogging, cottaging, you know, whatever, just circle jerking dudes, whatever I like to do in the dark, but on this occasion, I was out playing golf, and it was strange, to say the least, just to be there in the dark, and the balls you have lit up, so you had to, like, smash the ball off a hard surface, and then it would light up like an orb, and then you'd play with that. Only downside with the light up balls where they had a time limit on them. So every eight minutes the balls went out. So you could hit this sweet shot, or not in my case, and the ball would go flying through the air, land where you want it to land. You'd be like, there it is. Boom. The light will go off after the eight minute timer. So you end up just losing balls flat out in the middle of, of Hollywood Golf Club. But overall it was actually a really fun experience until I fell. And then it sort of got a bit shit. For me, quite literally, because it looked like I'd fallen in a pile of shit. Um, I haven't played golf since I was uh, about about fifteen. I think was the last time. And when I was that age, I kind of I liked playing golf. I was decent at it, but I didn't like the whole vibe of golf clubs. You know, the sort of tough vibe and like the shit banter that invariably you get from older guys at golf clubs, like. The only joke that I, that stands with me that I remember that sums up the shit banter of of men at golf clubs is whenever I was there, I heard this guy say to a barman, uh, he goes, can I have a Norwegian, please? And the barman was like, hmm? He goes, I'd, I'd like a Norwegian, please, mate. And he's like, whoa, a Norwegian? He goes, yes, a Norwegian. And the guy goes, what, what's a Norwegian? And he goes, a Norwegian. 
It was, yeah, what is it? A Norwegian. A Norwegian. <laughs> Laughed. The, the barman was like, I want to kill myself. I literally want to take this pint glass and just thrust it towards my face at the same time as I headbutt the glass, thus piercing through my skull and killing myself. That's the look that the barman gave him while this guy just pissed himself. Big, fat, white-haired prick. Standard what you get in the golf club. So that's why I didn't, didn't want to continue golf anymore. But you know what? When you've got skills, you've got skills. And, you know, I had no skills. <laughs> but last night was was good fun it was good crack and the fact that i didn't play golf meant i didn't have the the proper wee golf shoes three pleats in it or the spikes or whatever it is you call them so i ended up going down to the last hole and there was like this verge to go down like and i was sort of slowly going down the verge being like i can kind of feel there being a little bit of give here in this ground it's a bit soft um good good conditions for horse racing but not for for bear walking so I was going down and as I was coming up the other side my feet were slipping I'm like I'm going down here there's it's like a sand dune the the ground is going before my feet so as I was trying to go up my feet started moving and it was like I was on a treadmill they were moving but I was going nowhere and then I was like the only way I can get out of this is to go down which is my sort of go-to if I'm in bad situation things aren't working well me I'm like hey there's only one thing I can go down or could do here is go down Good morning. And that's that's the sitch. So I went down, ended up on all fours, and I was sliding, but I'm like, I, I can't just continue to just fall into this verge or I'll be completely covered in shit. So I, I crawled. I was like commando crawling up this verge in the middle of the pitch black while the other guys who were playing with me were just putting their lights on their phones, laughing at me, fully making me feel like shit. If I was a schoolboy and that had to have me at school, it would have been like something out of a movie whereby everyone feels victimised and bullied, and then they go home and get like crossbows and kill everyone at school. That's how it made me feel at that particular time. But that being said, I got up and I got on with it and played the last hole, and then had to, had to go home. Couldn't enjoy the festivities because I was completely covered in mud, and also I'd ordered a pizza to collect on the way home. So, you know, priorities and that. Speaking of pizzas, by the way... um. If any of you folks are looking some great pizza, go to Pizzini in Hollywood. It doesn't at all sponsor this podcast, but you know what? It's been supplying great pizza to the people of Hollywood since like 1998, which was when I was like 11. And the same guy running it, Mr. Rizzi, Mr. Musavi, whatever you want to call him, he is the main man. So major shout out to Pizzini. They've been keeping my BMI above the average recommended level since 1998 so major shout out to the boys and if you're from hollywood or if you're from the surrounding area get yourself to pizzini order yourself a 12 inch mexican mm-hmm. and just have a great time so shout out to the boys a lot of positive feedback regarding the champions league of weird so here we go guys it's time for the round of matches of the champions league of weird the of weird and this week we have another difficult games we have another difficult games i sound sometimes like i'm a completely retarded guy i just want to say i'm not i just i don't know why i said this time we've got a, a great round uh, this time we've got a great games no 
This time we have some difficult games in the groups. It's Group C and Group D this week. Group C, Marilyn Manson, Charlie Sheen, Jim Core, and Dr. Zeus. And the big games this week are Marilyn Manson versus Charlie Sheen. Well, they're two weird guys. First off, whenever the tables were drawn, I wasn't too sure that about what was being said about Charlie Sheen. Basically, there's rumours out there that Charlie Sheen is an FBP, which, for listeners that don't know what an FBP is, it's a full-blown paedophile. And not a, not like a bantery, oh, you're a paedophile, bro, like a, le- a legitimate sex offender. So I kind of feel like I would take him out of the weird Champions League, but the tables have already been drawn. So automatically in that front, Marilyn Manson wins because Marilyn Manson's good weird. He's a dude that's like 50. He's fi- like 50 AF and he's got full-blown white makeup face. He pretends he like has come from hell and stuff. But he does make good music. And I think I talked in one of the earlier podcasts about him as one of my weird celebrities of the week, of only two that I've done so far. But when he climbed in that like prop that was shaped like two guns that must weigh about half a half a ton, and they fell on him and just crushed him, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, really great. Enjoyed that. So Marlon Manson takes the three points there, no doubt. And Dr. Zeus versus Jim Core. Now, why why they qualify like Doctor Zeus um, is a, is a an author of children's books, things like The Grinch, um, The Cat in the Hat are all Doctor Zeus titles, but Doctor Zeus is quite well known for like his strange rhymes and like things that are like out of the ordinary, and it's not just like generic books; it's like weird rhymes, and then. Jim Core from the Cores is one quarter of the the Irish pop band the Cores with obviously with all the those real butte sisters and then the weird guy who I actually recall at one point someone was like I wouldn't mind being him traveling with those hotties if you know what I mean I'm sure he's seen a few things if you know what I mean winking at you like you know he's gonna see these girls they're sisters you know so ever said that weird creepy uh Weird, weird, creepy guy. Um, but yeah, he, apart from that, he's weird. He's got some great conspiracy theories. Um, he is like basically believes in all conspiracy theories and like uh, that aliens are going to come down and take over the world. I'm going to talk a wee bit more about that as time goes on because I don't. If you don't know um, about Jim Core, you'll you'll find out. So yeah, Doctor Zeus versus Jim Core. Um, I'm giving it to Jim Core because although Dr. Zeus is weird rhyming slang like in weird rhymes like um, would you eat them in a box with a fox Sam I am Bill I am Will I am Chill I am I don't know that's all the shit he gets but that's only just what he writes not exactly necessarily what he does so the points in this case go to Jim Core so that's a 3-3 a three, three. this week 3 points to Marlon Manson 3 points to Jim Core also probably the first time that particular sentence has ever been ushered by a person in the world i meant uttered not ushered i'm having it's, it's half seven in the morning get off my back guys but yeah marilyn manson <clears throat> marilyn manson one charlie sheen nil dr zeus nil jim core three and in group d which to me is a group of death we have 
Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas and just general weirdness. Shia LaBeouf, the actor. Dennis Rodman, the basketball player. And BFF, the Jonathan Sheban to Kim Jong-un. And lastly, Lady Gaga. And the first round of matches in Group D of the Weird Champions League are Will I Am versus Shia LaBeouf and Lady Gaga versus Dennis Rodman. They're hard to call on paper, these ones. Like, obviously, you know Will I Am as the freaky future dressed DJ hip hop producer of the Black Eyed Peas, who was like initially quite ghetto in the beginning. Then they got Fergie on board, and he was like, nah, I'm not doing this like generic rap shit anymore. I'm going to like try and man spacecraft to Mars and make beats that are from another dimension. So suck my dick for that. Kind of, <laughs> that's where he's at now. And Shayla Booth is, he was a difficult one to put in here because you read up about him, and sometimes it looks like decent banter what he does, and other times you're like, maybe you should go to the doctors a wee bit because you're slightly mad. He went through a phase of wearing a, a paper bag over his head that said, I am not famous on it. And people were like, but you are. And they're like, he's like, no, nah, I'm just, just a dude doing his thing. And they're like, okay, weird is a performance art. Nah, mate, performance art is just a justification of being a weird guy. You're like, oh, what are you getting up to over there? Oh, I'm um, trying to place as many hard-boiled quail eggs um, into a water balloon. And then I'm going to dip it in formaldehyde and try and place it um, entirely up my my foreskin and then hopefully that can cause enough stretching and traction of the skin that it'll meet at the top and I can sew that together using um, a string which is formed from a collection of fused hairs gathered from a a native American mongoose you go "Mm, what are you trying to say by that you love them just go that I'm fucked up in the head and I need help. But they go, um, I'm just trying to convey how nature can be pillaged by the man. And and we can basically, we have the power at the top of the food chain to do what we want with nature. So if we want to take quail eggs, place them in water balloons and formaldehyde and put them in our penises and sew them shut with the string made from the hair of a Native American mongoose, we can do that. And you go, nah, just say it. I'm fucked up in the head. And you go, dead on. But that's the sort of weird that I think Sheila Booth is. And also we went through a wee phase of just not washing in days, which to be fair, some of us do get that. We'd be like, nah, CBA with hopping in the bath today. I'd rather sit in front of Netflix and eat my own weight in, in chocolat and then get full diabetes. But he was just like doing it as a point of principle until like other actors and stuff were like, nah, I'm not working on this dude. He's fucking minging, like absolutely stinking. Um, so in that one, it's it's hard to call. Will I am thinks he's a spaceman. He's one of the 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 person I'd most like to get on this podcast. And then Shia LaBeouf is just a weird dude. So for that one, I'm going to give it a draw based on these two points. So a point apiece for Will I am and Shia, and then Lady Gaga versus Dennis Rodman. Um, this is a hard one on paper to call I, I I feel like there has to be a winner in this one Obviously Lady Gaga 
I think she maybe goes a little bit over the top with her her weirdness and there's an intentionality to it whereas I think Dennis Rodman also has a bit of that but he's weirder with it like he could just dress really weird and be this sort of you know gender stereotype breaking cross-dressing guy which is fair enough you know that's you know his own thing but the fact that he's somehow BFF with Kim Jong-un the probably most volatile dictator in the world maybe second to Donald Trump who knows but he is definitely that that's strange like how do you ever go I think I'm going to be mates with Kim Jong-un because let's be fair I've thought of that myself and I'm jealous of him because Kim Jong-un is pretty sweet and he'd be a great guest in this podcast you'd have difficulty um talking to him because he doesn't speak English and also he's a full-blown mental bastard but it definitely give you some insight into the mind of a mental bee. So, um, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, he is so insensitive. He's making fun of people with mental health issues. I'm not, sorry you use the term mental, but you know what? You need to get a life if you worry about that, you know? So basically what I'm saying is go fuck yourself. But if you have mental health issues... Go and see someone about it. But if you're someone that wants to have a go at me about me, fuck yourself. It's a comedy podcast. Chill out. All right. But the points there, after round one and that, will I am one point, Shia Buff one point, giving it to Lady Gaga on this front just because she dresses in bacon, which is a waste of bacon. So that's three points to her, zero points to Dennis Rodman. And that's this round of the Weird Champions League. If you're keeping scores in your head, currently... Fair play to you because I'm totally not making a balls up of what, but I've got it on paper. And by the by, about fifty weeks probably, we'll we'll know who is who has won the weirdest, the title of the Champions League of weird. So keep keep on board with this. This is so boring, but hey, keep on board. It'll be worth it in the end because we're going to find some weird shit out. But hey, look at the time. Would what an I'm an old guy, right? I'm turning slowly into an old dude. Like you don't realize it. Until you say wee things like that. Oh, pfft. would you look at the time? Where where has that time gone? Pfft. Jesus wept. That's another one. Pfft. And you always go, Pfft. so you notice something's weird. And then you go, Pfft. yikes. And then that just wastes more time. Would you look at the Pfft. time? I better hurry up and get a world of sport on or whatever and smoke a bang and cry inside forever the rest of my life. Anyway, we'll go on to uh, the reviews this week. Um, guys, if you listen to the podcast, uh, get on to iTunes or iOS, that is the same, or whatever Android you use to review it. If you listen to SoundCloud, fair play to you too. But um, I want you to, to get on to the iTunes, the iOS, and review the podcast, please. And I want you to, when you write your review, write it, be as out there as possible. I want you to give me... Uh, a weird review so i can i'll read it in the podcast um i've only had one new review this week and it's from jj flood which is a great name sounds like a body in like dallas or something you better watch out for jj flood he's gonna come in he's gonna use all this oil he's gonna take over everything you better watch out but jj flood's title is gold coast big hairy bear which i love i must say off the bat 
and he's given me five stars, or she's given me five stars, I don't know, could be either. What's not to love about a podcast that jumps between issues, such as the Kardashians' female stepfather, and boy George having a bourbon and cocaine for elevenses? Hashtag weird. I know, this is what we do. We cover big topics, and we also talk shit, which is a good thing. It's kind of like what Donald Trump does every time he steps onto a podium, deals with big issues and talks shit about it. He's like this week what he said about Kim Jong-un, Kimmy, you know, he was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know why Kim Jong-un would call me old, I wouldn't call him fat and bald, am I right? And everyone's like, you're like, nah Donald, don't do that, that's weird, I know he did it by tweet, but whatever, still weird. Speaking of uh, weird politics, what the fuck's going on in Zimbabwe, boys? Shit, my boy Mugabe, Bobby M, and all kinds of bother, you know, like, we, I like to call people who listen to the podcast, weirdos, you know, it's like a cute name for us, we're the weirdos listening here, and like, I think that if you're a big fan of Mugabe, Mugabe you'd be a Mugabe, <laughs> so, all the Mugabe's out there, like, yo dad, what's going on man, you gotta sort your shit out, you gotta come back, what's the crack? And we don't really know yet. The I think what had happened was he was looking to... The, yo, man, I know you tune in for a bit of fun here. Dudes, bros, broettes, whatever. You tune in to have a chill, a listen, a laugh. Hey, we're going to go into the political situation in Africa here. So just zone out a minute. Basically what's happened is Mugabe's party um, has been running shit in Zimbabwe since 1980. Basically he came on board, was like, yo... I need to to take over some stuff here. I'm not too keen on all you white guys. So basically what I'm going to do is like, you know, evict all the white people and be like, you know, you can, you know, for a little bit, just fuck away off out of Zimbabwe. Yeah, just you go into South Africa and we're taking back land for the people, you know, who are not white. And then what he's done is just kind of like, you know, in a cool kind of way, like whatever, dictatory, kind of Hitler, like genocide, whatever, like just doesn't like white people, gives it all back. No, he's been basically running Zimbabwe. Like you could, some people say a hero, some people say murder and tyrant bastard, whatever. It's whatever you want to call it for since like 1980. And now he's 94 or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I need to step down. I need to get a replacement. And he sort of put his wife forward as the one that he wants to replace him. And there was the guys within the party basically going, nah, we want it to be this other bro who's going to step up. And, and Mugabe's like, nah, man, it's not going to happen. And, like, you look at Mugabe and go, you know, he's old, but he, he knows what he wants. He knows what he likes. Like, he's a guy who's legit rocking a Brazilian wax as a moustache. Like, he has, his moustache is, like, you, like, Hitler had a wee square. Mugabe's is thinner. It's like, a, it is a Brazilian. He walks in. And, like, they actually put him on the, the waxing chair upside down, like, where the puss-puss would be. And waxers just wax his moustache. So he didn't give a fuck. You know, he's a Brazilian. He didn't give a shit. He's got Brazilian wax on his face. He makes whatever decision he wants. So he said, yeah, I want my wife to replace me. The army were like, don't think so. And did a coup, overthrew him, whatever. Mugabe hadn't been seen in days. People were like, nah, he's RBA, RBF here, real badly fucked. And then it turns out, they're like, nah, you can speak to people again. They bring Mugabe out, dress him like he's about to graduate, which is also weird. Maybe it's some sort of strange way of saying you're about to graduate from life to death, bro. But yeah, it's an interesting situation. We've kind of gone off a bit here, but you know, that's for all the Mugabe babies out there. They're looking for some 
looking for some insight into the sitch. But speaking of that, I put a joke out this week. A one-liner. I'm not a one-liner comic. People say I can't do one-liners. I can't do politics. I did it. And here's a joke, and you can tell people. Yeah. Where should they hold the disposed Zimbabwean leader? Mugabri prison. Mugabri prison. Like, why it's hysterical is because, like, Magabri prison is a prison here in Northern Ireland. And his name's Mugabe. So basically what I've done is put Mugabe or Mugabri to make it hilarious. So, you know, you're welcome. Tell your friends about that and give a major shout and a major shout out to my weird the weirdos Mugabebies the weird Mugabebies major shout out to you guys. Um, whoa again old man syndrome. Look at the time. Hmm. Woo. Let's just go on to the listeners' questions this week. Um, let's start off at Instagram. I like to put my questions out to people on. Instagram and on Twitter so you know keep an eye out I put the hashtag weird no doubt you'll find other weird shit if you put hashtag weird too but that's what we're all about opening eyes because we're cool kind of guys um this question was great I got this question from Chris Morton who is my girlfriend's brother which I like I like that he listens to the weird podcast to an extent that he listens to the weird podcast don't like it because he probably thinks I'm a full weird guy which you know, probably am, but, you know, makes things awkward, he's like, you know, my, uh, my sister is, is marrying this dude, and like, he's a wee bit into Caitlyn Jenner, it's, it's strange, and he likes talking about the political situation in Zimbabwe, <laughs> he's a fucked up dude, I just use this podcast to get all my weirdness out, Chris, so, so don't hold it against me, please, but anyway, great topic, and great question, he said, the topic is, what ways have you found people drunk and asleep? And then he's given an example. My nameless friend, and we, we don't want to give that name out, but it's Steve McGarry, was found day drunk, face down on his kitchen floor. His jeans and boxers were around his ankles. He had a low blood circulation cock and balls wedged half in his bum cheeks, like an off-colour fruit bowl arrangement. He also had a bread knife in his hand. Strange, weird, but entirely true. Um, you know what, I want to go into that a little bit, I want to like, put on my, my Poirot hat for a second, and go, what was he doing to get himself into that situation, and my only answer is, I think he was trying to cut his dick and balls off, because, why else would you have your trousers and pants down, and have your, your balls, your, your three-piece suite arranged in such a way that there was low blood circulation. Obviously, what he was trying to do was cut off the circulation, um, allow the balls to essentially die, and then just lob it off the bread knife. But he must have been a bit too blocked and passed out before he got to deliver. So hopefully your, your own name mate, Steve McGarry, has since been able to cut his dick off because it's what he wants to do. Um, but the weirdest situation that I found somebody in, I don't really know. It was been a lot of weird i once woke up having been blind drunk myself like put to bed drunk by i don't know what i'd done but I, w- I was naked in bed with like a bucket beside me and a load of kitchen roll and then i woke up and found my dad and my mate maca fucking each other no um my dad and my mate maca just sitting asleep on two chairs watching me 
that was for anything. Oddly, I managed to turn that situation from being I'm an absolute disgrace that had to be put bed, put to bed, and people are so worried about me that they're sitting watching. To what the fuck are you bros here watching me sleep naked? You pair of perverts. Beers everywhere. Two lads are just on night duty, making sure that the hallowed prince couldn't be stolen. So that was probably one of the weirdest. And any sort of house parties that we've had, I found plenty full people just sleeping on floors. Um, I once found a guy. Uh, we were on stag do with in Portugal sleeping underneath a barbecue he could for some reason couldn't get in the house just crawled underneath the barbecue and slept there that was pretty weird um, Chris Barr friend of the weird podcast major shout out to you he always comes in with the strong news stories and um, once again it's a daily sport and it's uh, the title is why did this man push 114 watts up his bottom hmm and and he's a weird looking guy. He looks like a who from from like the Grinch again. Doctor Zeus made your shout out. Um, I don't know why the writing's too small to actually read why he did it. I'm sure he had his reasons because I mean, hey, why else did you put 114 watts up his bum? And the thing about that is, you think that's a lot of watts, but they'll get soggy up there. They'll soften. They'll melt. It'll just be kind of like cheesy slush. So it's all cool. Um, he said, "Hey, Dave, back at it again with the weird daily sport." But what's your, the strangest situation that you've been stuck in? PS found tickets, or PS bought tickets to your found tickets. Yeah, I just fire tickets on the ground. <laughs> PS bought tickets for your show and very much looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris. I'm glad you're coming and I encourage more people to come and get the tickets online soon because I don't want you to miss out. But all my weirdos are welcome and I, and I really appreciate that. Um, the strangest situation that I've been stuck in, honestly, I don't. I got, do you mean I take it you mean like what's the stickiest situation that I've had to get out of and what's the I once did a prank on my boss in work whereby I put a Christmas tree on his desk I was bl- blocked it was a Christmas party and I thought I like this boss we get on alright not, not a lot of people do a lot of people say he's a dickhead mm, probably is now but at the time we got on great and I thought you know what, I'm going to play a prank. I went back to the old office where I was to see some of my old colleagues and thought, yeah, this guy, I'm going to I'm gonna prank him. And I, and I was looking around being like, what the hell can I do? And I saw a Christmas tree plugged in. And I was like, I'll put this on the guy's desk. So me and another mate that I was with decided, yeah, he'll love this. Added by a bottle of Buckfast and a half of me at that point. Grabbed the tree without even thinking that it's still plugged in the lights. So pulled the plug clean out of the wall broke that, dragged it across the, the room, knocking stuff over, blanked it on his desk. His desk was a bit off the ground and Christmas tree is about eight feet. So fired that on, not that knocked a load of like those polystyrene tiles off down onto the desk. Then we're like, hmm, he's got a, a whiteboard here. We need to write like happy Christmas on it because obviously we want to get in the spirit. So he wiped down that board, wrote happy Christmas on it. And while the guy was writing it, I said something funny and he like <clears throat> laughed and spat a bit of buckfast everywhere so we wiped that down and it was fine we left we're like he's gonna love this banter next day come in it's the talk of the place somebody has trashed this desk like trashed it poured beer all over his computer keyboards thrown chinese food everywhere and rubbed off all the figures from the board so basically what we had done just wiped out all the all the figures that he had been keeping on this board for like stats and KPIs and whatnot, we just rubbed it off and wrote, Happy Christmas, mate. 
on the board instead, trashed the roof, wrecked the plug socket, and apparently threw Chinese everywhere, which, um, on record, people still question that to this day, saying you did that. I did not pour any beer over any computer or throw Chinese over anything. If people think it was Chinese, it could have been the Buckfast that he had sort of sneezed, laughed onto the, the wall, but we tried our best to clean that up. That being said, it could have been more people coming in, throwing, throwing it about the place. But for a long time, I thought I was fucked. Like, I thought I was going to be sacked, definitely for that. And I thought also I was going to have Christmas parties cancelled in the office for everyone, which would make me the most hated guy in the world. There's no way you get around that. You can't, if people are like, yeah, we would have a Christmas party, but Dickhead here decided to do a prank and we can't have that anymore. And that's and that was probably my stickiest situation. Like I remember feeling legit fear about that one. Like I'm I'm fucked here, and I wasn't too fucked, which was good. Bapper and I said, "Hey Dave, any weird stories about meeting celebrities?" Ludacris was on my plane from New York to Belfast when the MTV Awards were here. I said to him, "Enjoy Belfast, but don't be drinking too much." Um, pretty cool there, Bap's stew. But um, why are Ludacris's dad? Do you know? Um, why Why are Ludacris' dad? It's definitely weird um, Weird celebrity meetings Nah, I, I just tend to say awkward stuff to people Like I'm shit in social scenarios um, The weirdest time I probably met a celebrity was I met Johnny Borrell The lead singer of Razorlight In Stiff Kitten it was at the time And I remember saying to him I wanted to try and say something nice and he was like oh do you like my band and I was like oh why fucking love that one can't stand me now bam, bam. he said that's the libertines I, was like, ah, I don't really know you sorry mate and he just wouldn't get a photo with me I was like okay fair enough I bossed up but after that I started listening to Razorlight and I liked them no I don't because you move and your views change but that was probably one of the weirdest celebrity meets but time's fucked up but I'll think of of more I'm sure and I'll, I'll come back to that one next week because that was a pretty decent question on to Twitter for questions now let's see pardon me I'm working on I just burped fully in the mic what a pig apologies for that Matthew Mernon said you can eat some pretty weird stuff in this big old world but what's the weirdest thing you've eaten and where do you draw the line oh weirdest thing I've eaten is probably crocodile uh, I had some crocodile when I was in South Africa at 16 and it was shit it was just not enough meat it was like the tiniest little fishy thing but attached to loads of bone so it was just not nice like l- let's not get me wrong who doesn't love a mouthful of bone but when's alligator meat Mm-mm, not for me Um, George Aaron said thoughts on the cool 3D world well to start on that point I thought you were just being super weird there and being like, man, what do you think of this cool 3D world we live on, man? You know, we're like, it's just all a sphere and stuff and the world's not flat and Chris Columbus was like totally wrong and shit. And, and then I realized I'll Google cool 3D world to see if that's an actual thing. And yeah, it is. And it's possibly the weirdest, most strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like this, like I, I watched this, on YouTube, I've typed in Cool 3D World, and what's come up is Cool 3D World 2016 video compilation, and it's just, like, you hit play, and it's like, 
you hear this music. It's like a dude, right, who's grey and he's got a tube going into his bum and all these people are like running through his bum into another bum with all these animals sitting on top of the bum. It's, and then a, it's the creepiest thing. It's so creepy and so weird. Like, you can listen to this music. And now there's like... It's like a naked man, but he's got people's faces on his tummy and his nipples, and he's singing church music. You know what? This is making me feel uncomfortable. So what are my thoughts on... on cool 3d world they're definitely weird it's uncomfortable to watch but there's 17 minutes of this stuff and absolutely there's no doubt by the end of this podcast i will be watching there's no watching every minute of this i've just watched a guy who's got a man's body put a baby's head on him which is definitely weird no i'll for sure watch this entire episode of cool 3d world and report back to you next week as to what as to what i think about that uh, Michael Jardine has said, uh, what thing have you mistaken for a World War II bomb? Hashtag 1000 pounder, veggie bomb, hashtag thick marrow, mystery object. And he's attached a story for me, which is linked to Sky News. And the story is, second World War bomb turns out to be big courgette. Police in Germany confirm. <laughs> well, to be fair, it looks exactly like a courgette. It doesn't look one bit like a bomb. So this... Dude's probably just gone, this looks like a bomb, we must phone it in. It's one of the Allies' bombs. And then they're like, nah, mate, just a courgette. I, I wish I was a policeman, just walking up. Do we need to get the, uh, do we need to get the bomb disposal unit out? And he's like, nah, mate, just a courgette. Go fuck yourself, you're wasting my time. Um, but yeah, oh, it was an 81-year-old that found it, so obviously they're a bit, a bit larry. But I haven't actually mistaken anything from a, for a bomb before, really. Uh, I once mistook a lump of dog food for a bit of my Sunday dinner and whopped that in my mouth. That was fucking awful. Um, but nothing really been mistaken for a bomb. Megan has asked on Twitter, uh, sent me a story. And by the way, Megan, uh, on Twitter, she's at ShutUpBar. I'd like to know what that stands for, so let me know where that came from, that Twitter handle. But... Uh, She's always great with stories. Like, I, I try and look up some weird stories for the podcast, but I almost don't need to do it now because she's always supplying me great weird stories. Um, the, the story's titled When Pigs Fly. A woman kicked off a US Airways flight after her emotional support pig became too rowdy. An emotional support pig? Is that a job title nowadays? I don't know. But um, the emotional support pig is uh, apparently... A thing. A plane passenger was kicked off a flight because a rowdy emotional support pig caused mayhem on board. The woman was given her marching orders after the havoc reeking hog began walking up and down the aisles. Even attempts to strap the farmyard animal to on an armrest failed. Yeah, because it's a pig. One shocked onlooker said that the brown swine. <laughs> that's a great name. I'd like to be known as a brown swine. The brown swine looked around five stone as it was tossed over the unidentified woman's shoulder and marched off. Others initially thought it was a duffel bag, but were given a shock of their lives when it began oinking on board the US Airways flight out of Connecticut. This is great. Um, university professor Jonathan Skoilnik told ABC, Turns out it wasn't a duffel bag. We could smell it and it was a pig on a leash. <laughs> 
She tethered it to the armrest next to me and started to deal with her stuff, but the pig was walking back and forth. I was terrified because I'm thinking, I'm going to get on this plane with the pig. <laughs> Staff were eventually forced to order the pig off the flight when it became too disruptive. American Airlines, the parent company of US Airways, confirmed it was taken on board as an emotional support animal. Um, like Guys, with all due respect, people need the... the to toughen up in some respect you should not need an, emo- an emotion i'm just feeling a wee bit emotionally un- unstable i need emotional support pig can you not like in a bar of chocolate or something or get somebody a hug you know that's probably what you should go for like Me- megan's question at the end of that great story was what do you reach for when you need some emotional support um and i probably say that for me i probably reach for a bottle of red wine and a hug and that's about the height of it but I think sometimes like people nowadays are just getting and once again back to the being an old man people nowadays are just lame you know I'm feeling a bit bad I need some emotional support alright what would you like a piggy need an emotional support pig fuck up I like people who work in that line of work like counsellors and stuff and psychiatrists just go you know what fuck up harden up you don't need emotional support pig you need to stop being a prick and going Get on your fucking day and stop pissing me off. Do my head in. Twat. Um, oh, James Wilson sent me a message on Twitter saying, Today, the big dog is embarking on his first weird podcast following the 50th episode of Boytown. An important milestone for the podcast veteran. 50 is an important age. Just ask Chris Angel. I love this already. <laughs> At 50, he is in the prime of his life. You could almost say he is a rare vintage. Which raises the question, Dave, if you were squished into a wee glass bottle and stuck in Angel's wine cellar for him to pull out his vintage at his next weird shindig, what name and logo would be on your bottle? Hashtag bottle that source. Mm. What name? I think it would be... Bearback would be the name of the wine. Just Bear, B-E-A-R, back. Bearback Wines. And I would be... 31 years old as because that's what i am i'm gonna be a 31 year old bareback red wine and i would be rich woody and too much of it would would make you sick so that would be my wine and also once again major shout out to james uh for doing the the jingle to the weird podcast and also he is uh doing a podcast with other weirdos and listeners of the podcast and listeners to Boytown podcast, Michael Jardine and Megan. So the two of them, three of them are doing a podcast. So once they have a title for that podcast, let me know. I'll shout it out in the podcast and we'll check it out. But anyway, guys, that's the end of this week's podcast. Cheers for listening. Um, and also, if you haven't yet, get on iTunes, rate and review the podcast. Five stars, please. Write a weird review and I'll read out in the podcast. The weirder, the better. Blow my mind with weird. Whoa. And lastly, but not least, follow me on all social media. On Instagram, at Dave Elliott Comedy. On Facebook, at Dave Elliott Comedy. On Twitter, at The Dave Elliott. And next week, Sunday, 26th of November, Black Box Belfast, seven pounds, cheapest frig. Get yourself to see my show. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. I promise you, you laugh, and I promise you, if you're a friend of the Weird Podcast or the Boytown Podcast and you don't go, I'm crying inside, and you have to make it up to me. But anyway, guys, enjoy your week. 
Stay fresh, stay funky, most importantly, stay weird. <laughs>